Cool. Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Dingus. Hi. Who directed Any Given Sunday? Ridley Scott? Nah. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football predictionary battle royale to the death. Here is your host, not Kenny, it's me, Casey, the Platinum Toaster Splatstusser. Oliver Stone. There you go. God. You're close. Damn it. Ridley Scott's close. Ah. Oh yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I said Ridley Scott. I panicked. Yeah. In the in the role of uh, Kenny, you know, answering, answering first. Yeah. I'm yeah. usually like I'm batting cleanup for Kenny sucks. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, uh, I don't know. The pressure was too much. I'm like Adrian Martinez in the fourth quarter. <laughs> the last two minutes. Yeah, the last two minutes. I just buckle under the pressure. Yeah. I know it's fucking Oliver Stone. God. <laughs> I saw back in you know as a as a, a night manager at Hollywood Video. I yeah. fucking saw that you know that stupid VHS yeah, like, tape so many yeah. times. I know. Isn't it, it weird? Isn't it weird? Like, because I worked at Blockbuster the same time you worked at uh, Hollywood Video, and it just like you're like just scrolling through the thumbnails on, and you're just like, oh my god, I put that fucking movie away so I many know, times. Many times, yeah. There, so there many were, times. There were like hundreds of cassettes that I had to like square and face of that movie. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm like, and that's almost like PTSD. I was like flashbacks, close my eyes. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> facing all of the heaven, any given Sundays. <laughs> well, welcome to, uh, uh, the, I don't even know what we're going to do. Uh, this Kenny lied to you guys last week. It was not the penultimate episode last week. This yeah. one maybe, but we don't know. We don't know. No, actually it can't be because, We've uh, already committed to doing some off this off, oh, yeah. off season shit. Yeah, so. we're gonna do some off season stuff. Um, but uh, here with you tonight is obviously me, your favorite computer nurse, Casey Platinum Toaster Splash Tosser, and uh, Doctor William Richard England Horse Champ. There you go. Thank you, Doctor the Dingus, ma- Glitter- Master the Dingus, Glittering Beacon of Health. I think we added last week. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, how's it going? It's going pretty, pretty good. Um, the, the, well, let me ask you this. How are you? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing, yeah. I'm like really excited for it to snow on Friday. What? It's going to snow. Oh God, your stupid snow pants. Yep. Yeah, snow pants. I am disappointed though. It's only going to snow two inches. I was hoping we'd get like <sighs> 10. I don't want any snow. It doesn't really bother me actually. That's it's probably way. fine. You're not going to go anywhere anyway. <laughs> it's probably fine. Wait, that's what day is this? Friday. Hmm. Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna affect me. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna screw up my drive to the chicken wing factory. <laughs> whatever it's called. Wings and rings. Wings and rings, yeah. That's gonna it might it might hinder that drive, but only like a tiny bit. On Saturday for I got four wheel drive. For the Army we- Army Navy game. Oh, yeah, exactly. The only college football game. <laughs> yeah, this week. but yeah, I'll be there betting on it. Well yeah. Of course. Of course. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Real soon. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. Season wrap-up. Question of the week. From bus. (laughs) From bus. There are 17 new head coaches for this season. Which new head coach has impressed you the most with the season turnaround, and which one has most disappointed Lastly, which one do you think is going to have the most success at their current school over the next five years? 
and then the list of coaches. <laughs> okay. You list them all out for us. Yeah. Thanks, Bus. Thanks, Bus, because otherwise we wouldn't have done that. Definitely not. I would have just picked one and went with it and yeah. had no idea what else was going on. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously Blake Anderson. Mm-hmm. Right, with Utah State, won the Mountain West. Yep. Uh, Charles Huff. That was a pretty impressive win because he beat mm-hmm. the shit out of San Diego oh, State. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. None of us no, predicted. Yeah. yeah. Um, I even, I think, threw a sodomy joke in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it turned out, you know, joke's on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I think Blake Anderson, uh, Charles Huff had a pretty good year at Marshall. Yeah. Um, Josh Heupel. They're both eligible. Yeah, I mean, Hy- yeah, Heupel turned tur- tur- definitely turned that thing around, that ship around at least a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, hung with some teams that he, that they did they definitely didn't last year. And then Tennessee was able to retain him for yep. the coach. Yep. When, uh, I don't know if Oklahoma ever came to call, but they might have. They might have. But I think Venables. I don't know. I think Venables might have been the guy from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Especially because what's his name, Joe Cast. Castiglione. Go Castagone. 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 Anyway, he was out there visiting Clemson early earlier this year, right about the time allegedly Lincoln Riley was uh, being courted by USC, yeah. like shortly thereafter. Yeah, there's a time the timeline thing is. Yeah, kind of interesting because the big announce OU or Oklahoma announces they're going to the Big Twelve. Uh um, the SEC. Or sorry, the SEC going yeah, yeah. you got me. Yeah. Um and then the AD for Oklahoma is visiting Clemson and Brent Venables, and then shortly thereafter, USC comes calling from Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by nature, but... Uh, you know who else did a really good job? Who? Shane Beamer. So I was doing the outline okay. for uh, the bowl special, mm-hmm. and one of the bowls is North Carolina versus South Carolina. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, South Carolina made a bowl? That's pretty impressive. Six and six. Or, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I think North yeah. Carolina is six and six, too. Oh, yeah. That's very disappointing. Yeah, that is disappointing, disappointing. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> Mac Brown is uh, obviously not having a really <laughs> he was fun, supposed to. fun time. I know, that's what I'm saying. Um, the, wor- the worst ones on here, Steve Sarkeesian was disappointing. Disappointing, very disappointing. I thought they'd make at least a bowl. Gus Malzahn, eight and four, and it's not a bad effort because his cause yeah. quarterback got lost, hurt. Lost the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, so I don't hate that. Burt. Nah, he's kind of middling. Did, yeah. he, he hung with some teams. I mean, he won like three, four games, something like that. Um, yeah. Other than uh, that, I don't really like none of the rest. I don't of know. I, don't I mean, the, the, we've we've been talking uh, Leipold, Lance Leipold, all year. Mm. He ended up. I don't know. I don't know what what the final verdict on him is. Two. He won. We won two. So it's that's Kansas standard. Yeah. He probably exceeded expectations a little bit. I mean, bit. if you're looking at just Mar- – because Kansas – I think we pointed out Kansas got blown out by three scores in every single game except one last year, I think. Yeah. And this year they got blown out in every single game except, I think, two Yeah. by three scores, or like maybe three by three scores. Mm-hmm. So a marginal improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the jury has to be still out on him. Yeah. Harson Harson was impressive at Auburn. I know he did, I think he ended up being, <clears throat> what, seven and five? Man, he almost had – But they almost had Bama. He almost shut out Bama. Yeah. Whew. So like, you can't tell me that's not impressive. I don't care. Yeah. Even if he would have gone like two and ten, and then he almost shut out Bama, then it... I, I'm imp- I'm impressed just that he shut him out for half or actually three quarters. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. that's insane. Three quarters and five minutes. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so anyway, who's gonna have the most success? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I um Blake Anderson maybe. Maybe. 
I want to say Heupel, but but that's a tough, that's such a tough conference. Yeah. I don't know he's how on, you, he's on the good to, good side though. Yeah, but how do you define success in the SEC? Because yeah, because if you're a be, I mean I guess seven winning, or eight win team in the SEC per, perennially, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I guess if you would win the East, that's successful like every once in a while. Yeah, beat Georgia every once in a while, win the East. Yeah, yeah, that, Georgia and Florida. That's a that's a tricky one because I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. defining success there is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, if the only one that jumps out at you is probably Blake Anderson. I would say mm-hmm. Steve Sarkeesian probably gets that thing going. Can yeah, but they're moving to the SEC, mm-hmm. and so they're back in. They're you know, fighting for fourth or fifth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like on their best year, third. Yeah. So yeah. Well, now that I mean, you know. Uh, Kiffin staying on that side, mm-hmm. and Leach is over there, and I mean they just got a lot of good coaches now on that side. The whole SEC is getting yeah. filled up with them. Pitt, got, Pittman's there. I mean Jimbo. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Jimbo went eight and four. Yeah, not great. That was a disappointing. It was really disappointing. Yeah, but, but that you, team. But also, Kellen Mond was gone, and yeah, kind of, kind of a little bit. And I think of a they rebuild. had like yeah, and they had like a injured quarterback situation too. Did you I see think. that LSU offered thirteen million a year to Jimbo? Shut and up. he shut it. And he said no. Yeah. $130 million wow. over 10 years. Holy shit. Yep. And he said, no. Wow. Okay. And that's what I was wondering. I was like, man, I wonder if um, he's being groomed to take over Saban's job or something. Uh, maybe. But he's a little old. Do you think Bama would I go? I think he's about the same. I mean, he's just yeah. a little bit younger than Saban. Yeah. So you, you, you'd think they'd go to like a Mel Tucker kind of guy or yeah. something. It's Steal Mel another Tucker. one from Michigan State. It's Mel Tucker. <laughs> It'll be Mel. Because I, I wonder how much, I wonder how long. Saban's gonna coach. You gotta think in the next few years. Yeah, he's not gonna, he, but is he gonna be like um, oh, who's that fucking pedophile up in Penn State? What was that guy? Sadusky. Paterno. Oh, Joe Paterno. Paterno. Like he basically stopped coaching and he died. <laughs> <laughs> like he like stopped. Like he was like eighty. <laughs> he's like a shark. He, yeah. he stopped swimming. Exactly. Like, like that's what. Like, that's what I think that's like so, like Sa- I mean I think I bet Saban's like scared to death to retire <laughs> no, because right. he just die. He'll die like a couple years after. <laughs> Maybe, you know? maybe, yeah. Anyway, so like when your wife dies, and you're like, oh shit, I ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, I better die. Die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well there you go, boss. That answers your question, kind of. Not really, but right. that's, in that's a way, par, par for the course. In our way, it's par for the course for our questions. Uh, next up, we got coaching carousel. Um, it's been a really, really strange. Oregon still doesn't have a coach now because Cristobal went to Miami. <laughs> True. He only went to. Did he go to Miami just because he's an alum? I, Why would you ever leave Oregon for Miami? I mean, Miami's a cooler place. To, I think Miami's a cooler place to live than Eugene. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking like program support. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Did you? Well, you t- let's talk well, about program support because okay, well, that gets a little bit interesting when yeah. when suddenly there's this windfall of COVID money because uh, Florida's <laughs> policies were pretty lax around COVID, and so they had a bunch of sick people, <laughs> and the university was treating them, and yeah. they got a four hundred million dollar budget suddenly. They opted to use to buy out uh, Cristobal and buy out Manny Diaz and then pay Cristobal $9 million a year or something eight, like that. I think it's like eight, eight, $8 million, million yeah. a year. Yeah. And they, and, uh, from what I read, most of it or all of it came from their windfall, their from surplus, their health, from, their, from, their, from their COVID bucks. Dude, if I was a respiratory therapist in those fucking hospitals, I'd be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Thanks for the pizza party. Give me fucking raise. I was like, you, you, well, you better win. Yeah, you better fucking yeah. win. I mean, yeah. If we're if we're if we're if we're not going to help like the uninsured gain access to healthcare, we're not going to spend we're this not, money. We're not going to pay nurses. We're yeah. going to pay your staff. Right. We're not going to do that. We're going to buy like like 
you have to win. You have you better you better bring me so much happiness. Yeah. By Miami's success. Yeah. Because fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So I don't know. I would have never left Oregon personally. Uh, I mean, like that's just my me personally, but. Yeah, although like, like after getting your Uncle face caved in twice by Utah, <laughs> by Utah, who gives a fuck though? You got Uncle Phil money. Yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. Like get that ni- good Nike money. But anyway, so there's tons and tons. I think maybe we should probably just do a different show, uh, a different episode on, on the whole thing. On the whole thing, but we can talk about like Nebraska's hires. Yeah, a little bit. Um, this week I, not sexy. Uh, Mickey Joseph was sexy hire. The offensive line, Donovan Rayola. Who's Dominic Rayola's oh, brother? Yeah. Nebraska in- offensive lineman. Now the O lineman for the Bears. He was, he was a West Con- Wisconsin. Dominic Rayola was Dominic Rayola was for was, the Huskers. Yeah, his I'm, brother played for Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm just saying that the tight in Nebraska is there. Yeah, and yeah. and Dominic Rayola's son. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan Rayola is a five star running a quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. yeah, out of Hawaii. Right. Who is in Georgia is in the lead currently for him. Right. But but apparently there was a big long tweet of support from him right. for Donovan. So we never know. Uh although it's kind of a moot point if Scott doesn't win this year. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he's gone. Which is an interesting thing with all these coaches. And this is I want to ask you a question about okay. this. How do the, how do you negotiate this contract? If you're like if you are go if you're in a prospective coach, if you're Whipple mm-hmm. And they're and you're like, why would I go coach in Nebraska? Like, I w- a good chance of like getting fired. Like, how would you negotiate your contract? Yeah, well, uh, assistants are only on two-year contracts usually anyway. Like, that's pretty much company standard. So then, he's probably Whipple. Mark Whip- Whipple is the new offensive coordinator here. Uh, came from Pitt, um, and uh, sixty-two years old. Right? Yeah, sixty-two. Yeah. Um, if I was Whipple, I would just negotiate normal and then that way when they fire me after a year they just pay me the 900 grand or whatever they're going to pay me yeah see i think you have, i work. think you have, i think you have leverage well, I, I don't yeah. know what their con i don't yeah. know what their contracts ended up being i don't know if you saw that not yet but i, I they they said that whipples is going to be the highest paid assistant nebraska's see, ever had see because you have all the leverage in that situation they have to hit not a home i mean they didn't hit a home run with whipple but you, they have but nebraska's got to bring someone in yeah to, to at least try to win some games next year yeah and i would be like there's a chance I'm fired and I'm looking for a job like 12 months from now. Yeah. I want a three-year contract with an, an auto buyout if I'm fired next year of yeah. like two like two million, yeah. basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would be like, or like I'll just go coach fucking, you know, Temple. Yeah. I'll just go be the head coach at Temple. Yeah. Like fuck you. Or I'll yeah. stay here. You know, it doesn't matter. But like yeah. you need me more than I need you kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what those contracts look like because yeah. if they're smart- They'll put in. They'll like put a big in fat buyout. Yeah, big fat buyout, or or, or, or they won't be the industry standard. Two years. That'll yeah. be a three year contract. You know, and you have mm-hmm. to buy me out, and if you fire me next year for like two two million, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I'd do. Well, that would almost ensure Frost stays a little safe too, <laughs> right? Because then you know you got to pay Frost, and then the rest of these uh, you know assistants. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, Whipple, I think, was a smart hire. It's not a sexy hire. It's, it's, it's probably a smarter hire. Like we were talking earlier, I think it. Whipple can tell Frost to fuck off. He's a little older man. Yeah, and he's has like thirty more years of experience <laughs> right, than yeah, Scott right. Frost does coaching offenses. Right. So, although like the you know, you look at, I think people are attracted to him because because of Pitt, um, uh, Kenny Pickett's yeah, success. Yeah, this year, this year. But yeah. if you look at Pickett's trajectory mm-hmm. through time, because this is his fifth year, right, or sixth yeah, year, yeah, fifth year maybe. But if you, I'm just saying, if you look at the stats, they don't really show year-over-year year improvement 
it's just like this sort of fluctuating, you know, sort of like a middling sort of average quarterback. Yeah. Where he's throwing like 10 to 13 touchdown passes per year. Eight and like to 10 interceptions. Exactly. And like, and, and you know, maybe like 2,500 2, to 3,000 yards. Just a very average, yeah. you know, quarterback in the ACC, which is like not a perennially no. great defensive conference. Yeah. So. But Whipple's only been there for two years. He got there in 2019. Okay. Okay. So, and I saw I saw a list of like the offensive stats through. Basically, he was like the head coach at UMass for a few years, mm-hmm. and then for several years, and then he, um, and then he came as the OC at Pitt in 2019, and every year improved. Okay. Each time. Okay. So like, <clears throat> and this year in his third year with the Pitt offense, they jumped signif- significantly. Was that so, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah. That's true, but he, but in the last three years, I'm just saying like Pickett was like yeah. not good, not no, good, and I then mean, blew up. Yeah, mediocre, mediocre, and, and then blew, then blew up. up. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, but we're we're basing this all off of a sample of like one quarterback, basically. Yeah. I mean, or, yeah. I should I, just, I shouldn't say that the 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 attractiveness of the hire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. the the sort of if there's any sexiness to it, it's based on Pickett, well, and that doesn't yeah. seem. <laughs> it's like one year. Well, here's the other thing too: is that uh, Frost does have a connection to Whipple. Um, through Mike Tomlin because he did coach mm. Ben Roethlisberger early on. Okay, like I think his like first couple of years, like when okay. he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so like he does have like that kind of NFL experience as well. Like he helped develop Ben Roethlisberger early on. Yeah, so I mean, I, whatever you know what I mean. <laughs> right, like, yeah, it's, yeah. so it's we'll pretty see. far removed from current events. Yeah, so. I mean, the, obviously, like the one that I like a lot is Mickey Joseph. I think he's a, he was the rock star hire out of the bunch so far is ron brown the presumptive running backs coach no i don't know it didn't sound like um he wants to be a full-time coach he wants to just be an analyst like he's just doing this as a favor right now so he's recruiting right now and like, yeah because yeah, he's yeah. not a big fan of like recruiting a lot yeah. anyway and i don't think he wants to be there so they're gonna have to do some rearranging mm-hmm. because if frost wants to hire a special teams coach well that leaves them without a running backs coach no yeah. which i mean frost could coach i guess like or they could make Sean Beckton, who's the tight end. He's just a tight ends coach mm-hmm. right now, so like they could either give him running backs and tight ends, or they could move the tight ends to wide receivers and O line, right. which is what traditionally happens, and then make Sean Beckton coach running backs, which I don't know if he's ever done. Yeah. But, but but he's developed a good tight end room, right? So that makes me think that he could probably do about the same. With running backs. Do you know what I mean? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. So, I don't know what their plan is. Also, they could lose a defensive assistant. They could ditch a defensive assistant because uh, it seems like they've got one extra on that Sounds side like of the they're ball. hiring a special teams guy. Yeah. So, I think they're going to have to ditch. Either yeah. either Frost is going to take over the running backs or Becton moves or somebody from the defense is gone or right. will be going. Which, I mean, they have an inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach. Yep. Which, in a 3-4... You can kind of justify, justify, but you could move those outside linebackers like you would a tight end, right? Have them mm-hmm. be with D line part of the time and be with the linebackers coach the other part of the time. No. Plus, I don't think Chinander, he, I don't think he coaches a position. He used to coach linebackers, and maybe he still does a little bit, but like he could coach outside linebackers yeah. or whatever. Like they get rid of Dawson, or they could get rid of Barrett Rude, and mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. Fair so, enough. All right. So yeah, so uh, lots of coaching stuff. Uh, like we said. Um, Oregon without yet, which is really weird. Um, LSU got their coach. Oklahoma got their coach. Basically, USC got their coach. So the big programs got all their coaches, and we're just kind of waiting for the assistants to kind of fall mm-hmm. into place. So, 
more yep. on that. We'll do another episode on that. Yeah. So we also not only that we got our playoff set. That's true. We got our playoff set. What are your thoughts? Did 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 everyone get in who needed to get in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I mean, if Oklahoma State would have scored, <laughs> <laughs> they were so close. That game was really good too. That was a great game. Yeah, that might have been the best conference game. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, I suppose. I mean, yeah. just in terms of like clo- the closest, like just just because it was a, a bloodbath in every yeah. every other like way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I I didn't. Nothing agreed. Cincinnati beaten Notre Dame, so Notre Dame can't get in if, over Cincinnati. Um, yeah, I don't think anything was egregious. I yeah. I like it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd be but, better if it was twelve. Well, I mean, you you set up you know the the inevitable Bama Georgia national championship. Yeah, the thing I didn't like about it was that like, um, the seeding piece of it was like, well, they got to put Bama one, so there's no rematch for Alabama Georgia, and that to me, that like, eh, like that's what you're basing your number one on, and not necessarily Michigan. You know, well the thing so. is, is that, but but I mean that's what Bartu's model predicted. Yeah, no. so it's not like they did it on purpose to like you know I, I we we assume that there's this like you know I bias, mean, it, but but the fact is is that again the mathematical model predicted. Yeah, uh, it just this it is the just, outcome. It just looks bad. It looks like we move Bama to one. I know, instead. but the, I, but I like that the committee's like fuck you. Like that's not what we're doing. Like yeah. and if you, it, it would be nice if they had transparency. Yeah, and they and they could like point to like the fact that they're not doing that and, be, and and so the fuck you resonates a little bit louder yeah but um but the fact is, is like that you know <laughs> there, there, there wasn't they didn't do that on purpose that's just yeah. that's just the way that the model worked out yeah because i don't know like michigan at the end i mean michigan had better quality wins had more quality wins than alabama did mm-hmm. so i mean that game control though against georgia yeah it's a huge quality yeah. win with a ton of game control yeah which probably but auburn, justifies it. auburn wasn't Auburn wasn't no, but but I mean, but I mean, I I, I guess you know the final numbers. I I don't know the output of the models and stuff, so mm-hmm. I can't say for sure. But I'm just guessing that again. Like I, I don't think there's I don't I don't think there's any bias. I'm now confirmed a hundred percent convinced there's zero bias in the committee. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly tell me that Bartu and McClintock can go th- now thirty two and O in predicting the final four. And have bias, and there's and there's bias there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you can tell me the inputs are wrong, mm-hmm. and that they shouldn't mm-hmm. count quality wins as much as they do, or they shouldn't count this and that. But you can't tell me there's bias because sure. that's not fucking true. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it just work. It, it just seems to always work out in a way that pisses off like the <laughs> general population, which is funny. I mean, it makes makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, speaking of that, I have I have a clip. Okay. Uh, Bartu actually posted. Um. And this is going to take us into a, a little bit of a debate too mm-hmm. about about playoff expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Bartu posted a, a, a tweet, not a tweet, sorry, a, like a mini podcast basically mm-hmm. on his Patreon mm-hmm. that um, that talks about a the, the eight factors and how they acquired them from the, the, I, I don't know some guy. Who like it was? I don't. I had to do more research about who like who this person is who gave them, but some insider gave them the, the eight factors that they use mm-hmm. and put into their models. Mm-hmm. And the question that they're trying to answer is, if o- Oklahoma State would have scored okay. on that last play, mm-hmm. would they have gotten into the playoff? So I'm going to play it for you. Okay, and I'll, and I'll get your reaction. There was a lot of backlash saying that if Oklahoma State had won, uh, Oklahoma State would be at number four, not Cincinnati. 
So this is an exercise, and I know that we have thousands of you that have followed and listened to our modeling for the previous eight years. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but Bill Hancock gave us the ranking criteria, the ranking framework in 2014 for how to put this together. And so we have followed that. We got the formula. There's eight variables. Okay, that is it. There's eight variables to ranking teams. Wins, losses, strength of schedule, quality wins, top 25 wins, game control, which is a fancy word for saying margin of victory, but people didn't want them saying margin of victory, even though statistically it is a really important number. That's why they use it. Uh, and bad losses and margin of loss. So using that formula, uh, we project the top 25 actually we would project the top 30 each week because usually some of the stragglers that are in the top 25 they end up being 26 27 in the framework and and the committee promotes them up into the top 25 but and we've done that every week for 55 weeks our average miss in the top 25 not the top four top 25 is less than one spot per team so now that's not perfect but it is pretty damn accurate when you consider how many top 25s there have been, how many teams that is in total, and missing by less than point, or actually the number is 0.92, but less than one every single time. Now, the one thing it has done is even in 2014, even the year Penn State won the Big Ten and Ohio State got in, the model has nailed the top four in order every single year, including this year. Now, this one, you would say, well, this one was easy. We all knew what was coming. That's fine. But the model still got it in order exactly right. So we went back in and pulled the numbers and flopped it. Now, we used the score of 22 to 21, not 24-21, uh, because, and, and I know that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but remember, margin of victory is important. And when it comes down to this seating, the, the margin that is slim, when you look at the final calculations, a lot of these teams aren't very far apart. Uh, Cincinnati and Oklahoma State is no exception. Actually, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State isn't much of an exception. So um, we use that number at 20 221 because we say okay it's great defense odds are they're not converting that two-point conversion that's just simply that you know the, the odds are way less than 50 percent that that offense is converting a two-point conversion against that defense um so we used that score and then retabulated everything so when we did that here's what it came out to be now like i said hypothetical Maybe it would not have turned out this way, but going 32 for the last 32, I would bet that this is exactly what would have happened at number 12. Now, we were wrong here. They jumped Utah over BYU. Uh, we had Utah number 13 uh, behind BYU because of the head-to-head, -head, and the committee said, ah, that was a long time ago. Who cares? And so they flip-flopped those, BYU and, and Utah. We had Baylor at 11. We had Michigan State at 12 or 10. Pittsburgh is at 9. And obviously Baylor has three losses. They're 10 and 3, so we had them at 11. Um, Pittsburgh at 9. Now, chances are 
that Utah would have bumped Baylor. Utah at 10-3 and um, and conference champion would have been above Baylor for that number 11 spot. But that's not why we're here. Pittsburgh at 9, Ole Miss at 8, Ohio State at 7, Notre Dame at 6, Number one is Alabama. Two is still Michigan. Now we get down to the three, four, five. Obviously, Georgia is at three because the previous model had Georgia at three. So Oklahoma State is is did not jump Georgia either. So four and five, four is Cincinnati, five is Oklahoma State. Now you look at their resumes, 13 and 0, 12 and 1. Five quality wins apiece. Oklahoma State has three top 25 wins. Cincinnati has two. Neither one of them have a bad loss. Oklahoma State, their strength of schedule is 21. Cincinnati's strength of schedule is 96. Now, before you go off on strength of schedule, we use the one that Hancock presented as the primary one. You don't have to like the strength of schedule. I don't care. Okay, but this is the calculation he handed down as the original go to your opponent's record and your opponent's opponent's record. That's it. Except if you played an FCS team, you get all their losses. So if they're three and nine, you don't get the three, not three wins. You get zero for the winning percentage and nine losses counted against you. So Cincinnati's at 96, Oklahoma State's at 21. The difference here is is game control margin of victory. Cincinnati is at 23.2 on the index. Oklahoma State is only at 14.4. That is the worst number in the top 12 besides Michigan State and BYU. It's basically the equivalent of Baylor. So the ratio of strength to schedule to game control for Oklahoma is slightly less than Cincinnati. And that is why the model as Cincinnati ahead of Oklahoma State. All right, let's leave it there. <clears throat> yeah. First of all, I love Bartu. Yeah. Because I, I texted him right before, or I DM'd him right before our podcast. I was like, hey, bro, can I can I put an excerpt on the on our show and just like spell it out for our listeners because there's a lot of debate back and forth amongst our listeners about like, is it a model? Is it working well? Is mm-hmm. it these right inputs? That just broke it all down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. showed you that the model, that Cincinnati still should have been number four. Number four. Yeah. What do you think? Thoughts? I was I'm a little surprised. A little surprised. I would have, yeah. But I mean, I'm glad because Cincinnati's right. Cincinnati's quality win is way better. The thing they're, about their that, best quality win, and so we cut it off early. But the thing he goes on, Bartu goes on to say that the way that um, that the wins that those quality wins, the top twenty five wins are structured. Notre Dame loses, yeah, to 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 Toledo. Which the game in game probability was like a ninety percent chance they did once Toledo took taking the lead. Mm-hmm. So like there was like a very minimal chance that Oklahoma or that the Notre Dame comes back and wins that game. Yeah, that happens since he doesn't make the playoff. Yeah. That one thing. Yeah. So here's the thing, and this is, this is, gets into the expansion debate, mm-hmm. and I've been having one with Andrew Percival, who, who hopefully will come on the show in the future in the offseason mm-hmm. and sort of represent his side of things because he's an anti expansionist. Yes. But here's my problem. My fundamental problem with the way the system is now. Yeah. G5 teams, even the unicorn elite of the elite G5 team, Cincinnati, who has gone, what, regular season now 24-0, 13, yep. like 25-0? 25-0, yeah. Even in that case, 
that team's fate is tied to Notre Dame's success. Yeah. And and arguably, and although you know maybe Bartu dispels that, but we we're still relying on the committee to not like for the first time like jump a power five team over a group of five team. Yeah, we're still counting on that. Yeah, an Oklahoma victory or Oklahoma loss in that game. If Oklahoma ends up beating Baylor by like because he talked about game control being super important. Yeah, Oklahoma beats Baylor by ten or fifteen or yeah. three touchdowns. Yeah, they're jumping sensing. Yeah, so you're so you're telling me that you like a system where. Elite of the elite G five teams, their fate gets tied to uh, power five teams, but power five teams yeah. get to control their own destiny. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not. And not only not only that, but like that destiny was written four or five, six, years? ten years ago. That's what I'm saying. With a schedule, like Notre Dame putting Cincinnati on that schedule, mm. thinking Cincinnati was going to be dog shit. Right. Right. And so, like, they were like, okay, automatic win 10 years ago. Like, and they just weren't. And so, like, these group of five are just like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to put Nebraska on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Cincinnati almost played Nebraska last year, mm-hmm. right? Like, they were on mm-hmm. the schedule and then COVID hit. But Nebraska, when they scheduled that game, was like seven years ago. Right? So, like, they, like, Nebraska now would not have been a quality win for Cincinnati. <laughs> right? Right? And it just it just happened to work out that way, like it just is so it has to be like it's it's so up to destiny, right? Which is why I think we argue why we want an expansion. Well, because because span, expansion solves for two things, yes. right? Yeah, it gives it it gives you depending on how you do it, and there's a there's myriad ways we can do it. Yeah. We can discuss that you know with Andrew in the future. We can do it now. Don't care. I'm just saying that like that it balances. This idea that we these two philosophies that we need the best teams in and we need the most deserving teams in. Yes, you can have both. It's not a, a forced choice situation. But I will not accept the argument from the anti-expansionists that Cincinnati proves that the system is fair because it doesn't. It just yeah. it's simply which I think part of the problem I have with a lot of the discourse, you know, coming from from guys like uh, Andrew Percival online on Twitter. Is the is is this sort of like gotcha moment where it's like, hey, like you said, there was no chance, which is true. He's holding people to the task, which I do like. You know, mm-hmm. he, there's a lot of analysts who were like absolutists, yeah, about there's no absolutely no way this will ever happen, and they were wrong, and he's pointing it out, which I do appreciate. But I do, I will not accept um, anti-expansionists holding Cincy up as proof that the system is not flawed because Cincy's fate is. In, inexorably tied and inextricably tied to other teams. Yeah, they can't control their own destiny. They, cannot, no, they, they have to rely all. on, according to Bar Two, according to everything we just listened to, they're reliant on other teams failing or succeeding. Have it, to get uh, other teams have to be like borderline top five, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. top ten, and they beat. Yes, it. exactly. If if anything doesn't, things have to happen this way perfectly. It's a un, it's a like a, a unicorn and a rainbow type situation, mm-hmm. you know. And they have to, and they have to have. A decent like their conference has to hold up like which sucks like it kind of sucked like they were like Cincinnati was lucky that Houston was a top 25 team mm-hmm. like they were like 21st mm-hmm. or 24th or whatever when they right. played them in the in the conference championship game and they fucking destroyed right. them but like Cincinnati would have had a better chance if like SMU would have would have stayed good yeah would have stayed good because then they could have beat them as, yeah. a, as a top 25 team. well and that's another problem and, and I know we, we can't confuse you know the current format with a bad ranking system or the, with a bad you know mix of, of committee formulas yeah that's not the same thing 
but I do want to say that like you know it leaves this weird paradoxical taste in your mouth when you're like when you're like well what if what if Cincinnati beats Houston too badly and knocks yeah. them out of the top 25 do they cost themselves a top 25 win mm-hmm. and and then and therefore you know uh, reduce their odds of getting in the playoffs that's also fucked yeah you can solve all of this with with a better with a better, system with, with, better, a, with, an, with an expansion with an expansion and, and Eight, if you, right twelve and the big objection from the anti-expansionist crowd is that well you you do that at the detriment. Of the regular season, which is you know they, they say the best regular say the re- best regular season in sports, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Yeah, that's a bad. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with it at all. But but they say that if you do that, you'll destroy destroy the sport. <laughs> that's what they say. You'll destroy it. That's what they said about NIL too. I know. I know. <laughs> These are fun haters, aren't they? Like, don't you have to yeah, be a, to like, some degree a like fun I hater? Just I just don't understand. Like, you only get twelve games. And so, like, that's it. Like, that's what that's what makes the regular season so huge. That's what makes the NFL season so huge. There's only 16 games. Think about it, like, baseball, mm-hmm. 160 games. No one gives a shit till after the right. All-Star break. Basketball, 72 games. Yeah. Same thing. No one gives sure. a shit till right. after the All-Star break. Hockey, I don't know, like, 82 no, games. No one gives a fuck, period. Yeah. Except so, for Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> except for Luke. Um, and so, like, uh, I just think having 12 games is just is, is important anyway. You you have to win all your games, and I think seeding. If you go to twelve, seeding is uber important because you get those top four seeds. You get the buys in those four seeds, or or if you go eight, the top four seeds are going to get home games. Well, and I would even argue this. I would say that expansion to the degree that expansion maybe makes like the Michigan State Ohio State you know elimination game. You know, less like lowers the stakes. It increases the stakes for your, you know, Cincinnati Eastern Carolina, you know, game right before the conference championship or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like you, you might decrease the value of some games, but increase the value of others, making making the situation like equitable. Or you know, basically, you're not losing value. Yeah. You're just spreading the value around a little bit. Yeah. To other conferences that we don't normally pay attention to. If 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 you know. Uh, you know, Louisiana, uh, Coastal Carolina, suddenly becomes a, a you know game changer for the playoff landscape. A game that we all ignore if we're not betting on it suddenly becomes nationally relevant. Yeah, yeah. and so you can't tell me like that just because you know the stakes aren't quite as high in the game that there that 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 value isn't transferred somewhere else into the system. And and I don't see okay so. The game like this year, Michigan State, Ohio State was for who was going to play in the in the conference championship game. And then, obviously, winner probably goes to, you know, the winner of the Big Ten goes to, most likely would go to the, although if Iowa would have won, would they have gotten in? No. Obviously not. So, Are they you, still got, you still got to win. They're not the best. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. but they're deserving. And that's, and you know what I mean? Like, so I don't, like, those games are still really important. And if you have a 12, if you expand the playoff, like you were saying, you get the champions in, but... You get the deservings. You get the deservings, and you get the deservings, but you also get the best, and you have like you still have to win those games, right? Like you still like th- 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 that could be either a a seeding or b like Mich- Ohio State already had one loss. They both had one loss coming in, yeah. so like you're still playing for the playoff, right? Like no matter you what, you lose, you're yeah. on the bubble, right? You're on the bubble, exactly. You're on the bubble so, if so you it, lose. You can't tell me a the game is not na- is naturally important. I, they yeah. could be they could be winless. Oh yeah, and it's still one of the most important games in college yeah. football. You can't devalue that game; it's not possible. Yeah, uh, grant, uh, granted, you can raise the stakes, but like you said, like you, any rematch of the game, yeah. is major buku like eyes and yeah. eyeballs and interest. Yeah, and by the way, like we were talking about this earlier, is like okay, fine. 
you don't like this idea of like Iowa being able to get in and beat, and then like are they deserving, not deserving? Fine, let's just get rid of divisions. Yeah, yeah. Do what the Big Twelve does. Yeah, and then you have the two best people, two best teams from each conference. It would just it would have been the game yeah. well, again, again on a neutral field. Yes. Is that an improvement over Michigan Iowa? Yes. Yeah. Give me the game again on a neutral, on a neutral site. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I don't want to watch Michigan kill Iowa. We all predicted that game. Kenny almost nailed the score. You almost nailed the score. Yeah. We yeah. knew it was going to be a blowout. Yeah. I don't need to watch that game. That game was no. a foregone conclusion. Michigan-Iowa is not a good game. You want an improvement? Let's expand. Let's make the conference championship games a fucking play-in to the, you know, the, the first round. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. Th- that incre- so that increases... You don't, you don't worry about deserving now. You have the two best teams from every conference, yeah. just like the Big 12 does. Yeah. You... Um, you, if you're deserving and you win the conference championship game, you're in the playoff. That's a that's a first round playoff game. Yeah, you've now expanded the playoff. Yeah, like this is the system that makes sense that creates the, the equitability that we want with the you preserving the regular season where every game matters. And fine if you have a rematch, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, we're going to rematch them. And if exact, that was going to yeah. be, we, we're okay exactly. with that. Yeah. So like yeah. that's the system. That well, is the system. Utah, Oregon played each other right. two weeks before. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're okay with rematches sometimes, but not in like. We're, I mean, come we're on. We're okay with rematches in the conference championship, but we're not okay with rematches in the, in the playoff. playoff. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Not to me. To me. And you can't tell me that hurts the regular season. No, because it no. doesn't. No. It just absolutely doesn't. You can't, there, there is, there is probably very little things you could do that would hurt to, the regular to season. hurt the regular season. I mean, and and honestly, one of the the big changes with NIL and super conferences way overwhelm playoff expansion in terms of like the damage it could do. Yeah, potentially too. Not that NIL is going to do damage, but if it's done, if it's unadjudicated like it is now, and like there's all these like allegations and speculations of Texas like doing all this like you know. Shady shit. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with NIL. Yeah, is un- completely unfettered and unregulated. That's going to change the sport. Yeah, super conference is going to change the sport. Yeah, expanding to eight. Come on, it's not going to destroy college football. You're no. fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Anyway, I, I, agree. I can't wait to have Adder on here because I'm sure that we like straw manned the shit out of his. Yeah, and, and, oh, and he needs to be. Able, yeah. I can't wait for him to like you know maybe Lay listen maybe yeah. listen to this and, and defend himself against. Against what we just laid out, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not convinced. I haven't heard a convincing argument yet that says expansion is a bad idea. So yeah, I agree. I'll be I'll be I'll be listening. I'll be interested to hear him like full form, fully flesh his ideas. No argument, just let him like go, and then yeah, and then we can talk about his models or something mm-hmm. else. So that sounds good. Uh, and uh, one more bit of news: the Heisman finalists were announced. Uh, so Saturday, you're gonna have your Heisman Trophy candidate or Heisman Trophy ceremony, which is you know. I don't know. One of the most boring things you can watch. <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just the quarterback. It goes to the quarterback of the best team, right? Is that what it is? Uh, ki- kind of anymore. So the four finalists are Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Adrian Hutchinson. So it's going to Bryce Young. Yeah. Mainly because he sh- shredded Georgia's uh, defense. Defense that didn't play any offenses all year. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like I read a stat the uh, the other day that they hadn't played a top fifty quarterback right. since t- till the the, yeah, the that exactly. game. So like you're like, oh, uh, so was so maybe was all smoking so, Maybe they weren't that good, <laughs> right? Exactly. And we'll see. I mean, I guess Michigan's gonna go. I mean, we're gonna see what Michigan does against Michigan. Might Michigan's got a good chance to beat them. I would. I, I wouldn't have I, said I, that. I'd probably beat Michigan. I think I'll probably pick Michigan to win. I, I wouldn't have said that before last weekend. Yeah. But yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah totally. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And Michigan's Ma- McNamara is not that great of a quarterback, but that offense is really good. And they know exactly. It's what super they're efficient. Doing. Yeah. It's like I, it's like I said before. It's yeah. it's it's what Wisconsin aspires to be if yeah. they had if they had elite talent. 
when they had elite well, talent. Well, well, I mean, but even they've never had Michigan's talent, really. But Wisconsin. Well, I'm just saying, with like, Russ Wilson, they did. I mean, yeah, that's like one. That's maybe the exception that yeah. proves the rule. Yeah. I'm just saying that uh, that that you know, Michigan gets the talent. Yeah. But it was right now running what Wisconsin yeah. is, yeah. which is a yeah. highly efficient passing game, a, a, a crushing, crushing running. running game. Yeah. And then a great defense, and they don't make they don't make any mistakes. Yeah, and play solid special teams. Yeah, <clears throat> just a formula to win the Big Ten is all. Yeah, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> they'll adjust to me. <laughs> no, no, they're not going to adjust to you. No, but you know what pisses me off about this? Okay, well, actually, do you like this finalist uh, list? It's fine. You, Nobody, you don't I, care. I don't really. No, I mean, I think Pickett should win it just based on numbers because his numbers were crazy. <laughs> yeah, actually, well, Zappe should have probably been in there too. <laughs> Fifty-two touchdowns. Yeah, actually, I mean, like just, fifty-six now. Or yeah, something. insane. But um, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Does it piss you off that Will Anderson got snubbed? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, his stats were way better yeah. than Aiden Hutchinson. Well, it just sucks because like, and Dominican Sue probably would have won, should have won that year. Mm-hmm. He was because he was the most dominant player in yeah, call in yeah. college that year. Who won it? Ingram? Uh, no. Oh yeah, you're right. Nope. Mark Ingram won it. Ingram. Toby Gerhardt. Colt McCoy and Dominican Sue. Well, that's a good list. Look at that. Top ten: Mark Ingram, Toby Gerhart, Colt McCoy, Dominic Sue, Tim Tebow, C.J. Spiller, Kellen Moore, Case Keenum, Marty Gilliard. Wow, hmm. played for Cincinnati. Um, God, he had eleven hundred receiving yards uh, and eleven touchdowns. And Golden Tate were the top ten in that year. But yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, Will. Yeah, Will Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> eight hundred just has the a better marketing. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. You know. But, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In any case, the Kenny Walker snub. Yeah, little, I don't know. Nebraska held him in check. That's true, but he's Brian Wilder than everyone else. And the uh, Will the Will Anderson snub Yeah, is a little bit. Yeah. I don't care. I yeah. just don't care. Yeah. But it's also a little bit annoying that, like, can you just make, can you just make, just give it to Alabama, Alabama <laughs> right. player. Maybe, maybe that's fine. Maybe they didn't want two Alabama players in there. <laughs> a little diversity. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Hey, yeah, I just don't care about the Heisman that much anymore. Hey, bull pick up announcement. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do through ESPN. Okay. Uh, it's going to be um, against the spread. So we can't we couldn't find one that did confidence points and against the spread like we used to do. And that was, this yeah. is the problem we ran into. Yeah. Automating it like several years ago. When yeah, we were yeah, yeah. No one just does it that way. It's fine. We're just gonna do. A, we're gonna pick against the spread. Yeah, hundred dollar free roll. Free roll. So you're just you sign yes. up and you just get a chance at hundred bucks. Yep. Um. So if you don't sign up for that, then you don't get a chance for hundred bucks for a free hundred dollars. Free hundred dollars. How stupid are you? Yeah. How stupid on a scale of like stupid to insanely? In fact, I don't want to. I actually don't want to tell people about it. Just so it gives me a better chance. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> we'll just keep it under wraps. We won't give out the password. Just be me and you. Uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Just joking. Yeah, kind of. But not really. I'm your winner though. By the way, I'm the regular season winner. Yeah, I won. Oh, my... you did. You snuck it out from your uncle Ed. I did. I did. Congratulations, I did. buddy. Thank you. Nice. I was really, I was really kind of worried though because Kenny had a really good week that last week, mm. that conference champ championship game. Did you really? Yeah. I just and, picked them around. I didn't even look at it. I just uh, picked them at complete random. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, I I ended up getting like six out of the mm-hmm. eleven. I kind of just like picked like along the same kind of lines that I had all um, year, just kind of one above fifty percent, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, yeah. Meyer got eight. Husker Junkie got eight. Peanut Butter Pants got seven. Bus got seven. Then I got six. And then 
Uncle Ed got four. Okay. So yeah, so I came back and beat Uncle Ed by one. So mm-hmm. I won. I won the pick'em season pick'em. So suck there you it, go. Suck it, everybody. That was your first. That's your first win. First win. Yeah, feels great. I should get a belt. What are you gonna get a wrestling? Well, belt? Where, where is the Dingus's belt for all the times it won? I don't know. Must not. Okay, you know. don't get one. Nope. What? You don't get one. That's bullshit. We to, we, but, but, but we do have to call you Pick'em Champ. Yep, that's true. Yep, you got to call me Pick'em Champ for the next year. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, yeah. Uh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Last year of the podcast. Mm, all right. Great. <laughs> well, I'm just going to just gonna take, hang it up. Taking my robot and going home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're going to beat me. Uh, I quit. Army versus Navy. So, this is the only uh, college football game going on. So, it's instantly a DKI of. One. Yeah, instantly. <laughs> yeah, you can, all you can watch. And it's kind of a cool game to watch because they've got really cool uniforms they've announced and stuff like that. Uh, so Navy is eight. Uh, open at eight point underdogs now seven and a half. Over under is ooh ooh god thirty four. What? So yeah, I yeah <laughs> I don't know this game. Over actually the over under should be whether or not you can play a whole basketball game in the time that this is played. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is that, I, bet, I bet we're going for a two-hour game. Two-hour game? Two-hour game on this. Okay. Uh, Army, I'll, I'll eight. Bet, I'll bet. Yeah, I'll, we'll have a uh, – what are you, you betting the under or over? I'm going to go well, – we, we can't go right at two hours. I think that feels like – Two hours and ten minutes. Honest. Okay, two hours and ten minutes. Over by five minutes. Over? Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll take the under. Wait, okay. Here's the, here's the thing, though. Is I don't know if they do a bunch of stuff at halftime. Well, you, you know, just, okay, we'll we'll count out. Halftime. Halftime. It'll just be like the clock, you know, like the. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, okay, fine. I'll still go over, but it's going to go barely. Like, I'm I'm not, I don't feel confident in that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're not betting anything? Yeah, no, we're not betting. Well, no. Damn it. Um. So, Army uh, coming in, a, they're 8-3 and three this year. Six five six and five against the spread, Navy three and eight seven and four against the spread this year, which is a little surprising. Yeah, a little surprising. But like we said, I think we said that last week or a couple weeks ago that we said that Navy kind of had come along a little bit. They had some really bad losses early on. True, and, and then kind of came on. Came on as, strong. Yeah, I think Army just dominates this here. Uh, Navy's allowing 131 yards rushing a game, and you know. Um, their army's rushing for 300 yards a game, uh, and Navy just isn't that good offensively. So I think I'm gonna pick the over. Okay. Because <laughs> I think it's gonna be like 31 to 10. Okay. Yeah. Army. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here's a couple betting trends for you. Okay. The under is 49 and one. All shut, time in Army versus shut Navy. Shut up. 49 right. and 1. 49 and 1. 40 wins, 40 unders, 9 overs, and 1 under. Oh, or 1 okay. tie. Oh, okay. Woo! That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That's 80% under. Yeah. But the unders, thir- the total's 34. Just saying. Okay. The market is the market, you know? Like, it is what it is. Yeah. They just, they're saying there's no points scored. Yeah. The under is 15 and 0. In the last 15 games. Oh, my God. That's game. crazy. That's insane. You're, you're really going against the trends there. Yeah. Uh, Army is – and Army is 7-2 and two against the spread in the last nine games okay. versus Navy. All right. Uh, what all that adds up to, I do not know. Um, but I, I am 
if I'm betting this game, <laughs> I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take Navy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take dog and under in my famous correlated parlay. Yeah. Well, I feel really good about taking the favorite and over. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, that I'm wrong. But here's the thing. Um, I thought yeah. that favorite and over initially yeah. was the right play. Oh, okay. So this so is the Signud. Okay. I mean, I'm reversing right. my pick here. All right. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do you think now? Okay. Throws hmm. <laughs> a big curveball right in your Inconceivable. Fucking, right in your stupid face. Inconceivable. Pick him, champ. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> 34 is ridiculous. That is a, that is a low number. Yep. All right. That's all we got tonight. Uh, next week, we will be back. Uh, we'll pick em. We're gonna we're doing the bowl pick'em special where we pick all 42, 43 bowl games. And one of the longest nights of our lives. That's right. Afternoon. Longest afternoon of yeah, our lives. Right. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it'll be out Wednesday, Thursday-ish because bowl games start on Friday. So we're going to be out Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Get your guys' uh, get your picks in. We're gonna tweet out uh, and we're gonna social media blast the link and the password and all that stuff to our bowl pick them. Like we said, it's three hundred dollars, winner take all. So if you come in second, it means you're the first loser. <laughs> and you get zero dollars. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, and we make fun of you relentlessly. Yeah, probably actually, not. Well, we'll, we'll probably forget about it. We probably won't even give a shit. <laughs> like two days after, but we like, but there will be one at least moment yes. in our lives we're like oh, look at that fucking idiot you idiot you almost got a hundred dollars you didn't yeah <laughs> so close you idiot. stupid idiot yeah so so be on the lookout for that um yeah I don't know what else to say that's it that's you it you said it all I did said it all and now we're done yep we're gonna have, I'm gonna have, go have another margarita there you go yeah taste it away get a margarita Where's the salt? Where's, Where's the, the goddamn, goddamn salt? salt? There's your intro. Outro. What is this? The beginning or the end? I, it's <laughs> an infinite, horrible the time. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Bye. Boners. Wasting away again in Margarita Searching for That was crazy. You want a cussing rant? He does that. Fucking fuck. <laughs> Whoa. Toddler's cussing is one of the most adorable uh, things ever. I don't know. You don't want to be like, keep doing it, but you're also like, fuck, keep doing it. No, it's no. Awesome. It's so hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I'm not doing the dick flapping thing. <laughs>